0: Welcome back, everyone. We are here this week, very excited to be with my great friend, Sally Cowman, who is also a priestess and mentor, Mm -hmm. and I met Sally a couple of years, about three years ago, I think now, and went to Sally when you were doing... Nutritional therapy. Yes in our local town and I ended up discussing a lot more than just nutritional therapy and found (laughs) Sally's mentoring extremely helpful and it really really went from there didn't it and our friendship blossomed ever since and we've both been on a spiritual journey really and we thought it'd be really good to discuss with Sally today how she got into all this herself and your sort of natural progression really and what you're doing now.
1: Hello awesome. everyone, uh, yes, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate being here.
2: Yeah, it's so fun. Our first interview as well. Yeah, we've uh, been well. really excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a long time coming. Oh.
0: But it feels so natural as well to have you here, just like normal chatting. and yeah, yeah. As we do, we yeah. can chat for hours and hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every time you come round, you've been there for like three or four hours, and I'm thinking, oh my God, you can't go now. We've only just got And we're like, oh, we're going to discuss that in a minute. We still haven't discussed everything
1: by the time you leave. We need to have a holiday away, so yeah. that we can just have a continuous flow of conversation. I'm sure that still wouldn't be enough.
0: So, <laughs> no, so when, when I met you, you were doing the nutritional thing and
1: helping people with their health and nutrition and then I was doing the nutritional therapy and then uh, you came for a session for nutritional therapy but at the time I was doing my priestess training which was for my own personal development yeah and that has now developed into my business but I was just training when I first met you yes
0: so did you know that it would go into a business or was it just at first you intrigued you know why the priestess thing what what sort of
1: no, I didn't. It was purely a one of those beautiful coincidences where I went to Glastonbury and I met a lady down there who I did some healing sessions with and she handed me the leaflet after a discussion and said, here, go and do look at doing this priestess training. And I just had that knowing that it was just right for me. But I thought it was just as a personal journey and um, then it's developed over time into what i do now what is priestess training just for people that don't know <laughs> yeah even i'm not 100 percent. the priestess training is training where you become a priestess, which is somebody who is in service to others. And I'm a priestess of love and sacred sexuality. So I learned a lot about spiritual practices to open my heart and to be in a place of love, rather than in a place of other feelings, such as fear, such as judgment, um, shame, and anger. And so I kind of spend my life thinking about all of this sort of stuff and helping myself to, uh, I guess we call it awakening. Mm. So awakening to our true nature, which Mm. is that of love. We're Mm. all whole as we are, even though we don't realize it, we're all the energy of love, even though we don't realize it. And that's what my training taught me. And so now in my business, I help other people realize that too. Mm.
0: So, with the priestess training, could you choose different uh, areas to cover, but you chose to do the loving? Yes.
1: Yeah. I think there's about four or five different trainings in Glastonbury, but there's all sorts of trainings that you can do all over the world. Yes. And priestesses used to be, maybe 2,000 years ago, before Christianity came along, priestesses were a huge part of the community and led the community, mentored the community, Uh, but that's a forgotten tradition that's just been revived at the moment. So is it uh, something that's becoming more and more popular? Yes, yeah, there's online trainings that you can do. You can do training in person, which I'd highly recommend. Mm. Priestess are very much about the embodiment of love. So it's about our human experience of being in love with life and so if you do an online training you'll learn a lot but that's kind of a mental process whereas if you do training in person then you actually get to experience life and get to experience the joy in yeah. life yeah and it wasn't a quick training I remember you doing it It was about two years wasn't it yes it was two years and there was a group of about uh, 12 or 13 women that were doing it together and Yeah, it was the deepest dive that I've ever done. I really got to know myself very, very well. Mm. Yes,
0: I remember you talking about some of it, and some of it was quite challenging. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) yeah. And some of it you didn't know you were going to have to do, did you, as well, which was,
1: uh, you know, pushed you out of your comfort zone. Yes, I was very, very much pushed out of my comfort zone. The the first weekend that I went there... um, It was about taking off our masks, so we had to take off all our makeup. We had to brush our hair, we had to um, take our clothes off as well and then in that lovely small intimate group of people, of those women, we had to stand in front of a mirror and we had to look at ourselves um, totally naked, totally bare and say what we loved about ourselves and what we didn't like so we were just confronted with who we were. And to do that in front of women that I didn't know at that stage was a huge leap. Deep for me, yeah. um, but really, really liberating. Yes. I think even in front
0: of people you would know. I don't know which was what could be worse. You know which would be worse, really. Yeah. But I can see though that it would. Did you find that it would? It makes you really start to look at yourself in a different way and become more at peace with
1: yourself. Uh, absolutely, because I started to realise the bits I love about myself and the bits I didn't love about myself. And the other beautiful thing about it was we were 13 women of all different shapes and sizes Mm. and in each of those women even in that first weekend I could really see the beauty in them and it made me understand that whatever we look like we really are absolutely beautiful as human beings yeah and I got to see how other women looking as they did were beautiful so I suddenly realized well why am I I thinking that I'm not beautiful and whole as I am. If I can see that in other people, yeah. yeah.
0: You obviously got a lot out of it because it's what where, how you're going forward with your business now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're yourself, Sally Cowman dot com, yeah. and so and your your. You're saying you're a priestess, a mentor. So what were the main things that you felt you got out of the priestess training that you're wanting to carry on with your work now?
1: With my own work at the moment, um, I am really wanting to look at the mentorship side of things. So actually, I'm looking to help people to understand themselves more and to look at those shadow places of um, shame and guilt and unworthiness and see how that is forming their life at the moment. So their beliefs and the behaviours and then help them to um, shift those beliefs and behaviours more towards love for themselves um, so, this is much more of a um mental talking process that I help facilitate because I'm still at the beginning of my journey with the embodiment and practices and the more sensual practices um so but that will develop over time, mm. yeah. Yeah, you feel that you probably will end up doing that as well. I might do. I don't know, because I'm really in the place of just letting it unfold at the moment and see what happens. Yeah. Um, But I, I do think something's happening for me at the moment is that I'm trying to move away from my head and move more into my body, which I definitely did during my priestess training. And I'm starting to understand how that impacts my own life. So I kind of have to go through that whole personal journey myself before I bring it into my work. Mm.
0: So at what point in your life did did you feel that you wanting to look into more of these things? Was it something that you always had a feeling that you were seeking for something else? Or because some people don't even, they don't even think about these things, do they? And I think for me, I always knew there was something else or didn't know what it was, but was looking for something did you always did you know
1: i think i've always been a bit peculiar since i was young <laughs> in that i remember even when i was a teenager looking at at, at different things like um, what it would be like to brush my teeth with my left hand rather than my right hand, because I was interested how my brain would um, um, take on that whole process. I was interested in um, emotional intelligence and things like that. And so I've always been on a bit of a different pathway from some of my friends. Mm. Um, and I guess I just take step-by-step approach to it, whatever interests me, I... Um, follow that and it always leads me somewhere
0: so what got you into the nutritional therapy to start with
1: oh the nutritional Mm. therapy was because I had illness myself I had endometriosis and I was always someone who's looked for a different way to help myself and so nutritional therapy was a natural way that I could heal the endometriosis right so I studied on my own just to understand what was going on in my own body and then I decided to study nutritional medicine and yeah. then I started up my business for nutritional medicine which was how I came how I came to meet you and what
0: happened for you with that did you find that there was just a natural tendency you started to get asked about mentor like with me people came in for the new s- nutritional therapy and then you you just naturally started to get into the people's emotions and their feelings and their growth
1: yes because there's something in me that naturally likes to connect on a deep level with people so even though we were talking about nutrition I somehow had this um, like an eagle eyes view when a patient would come in that it wasn't just the nutrition that was um, re- responsible for their health there were so many other factors and then you just start conversations, you know, about stress response, about why are people feeling the way they're feeling and how that impacts the body. And that leads you on to all sorts of discussions, <laughs> which just, is how we started talking yeah, about Yeah, but things. then not
0: long after I met you, you then started to diverse and you started to then have this... Natural interest in wanting to help people, because that's when you also got involved, Liv. Because I (laughs) introduced you to Liv, yes.
2: And then you found Sally. Well, you speak. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I found it was really good because at the time when I came to you, I was completely lost, really, with what I wanted to do because I just finished college and I was at the supermarket, and then I didn't really know what road to turn. I just moved home and. Like most people, you just feel like, what the hell do I do next? And so speaking to Sally was really good because you gave me different insights. And also what helped me was that it was linked with law of attraction and that sort of spiritual side, which I'd always, obviously always been interested in, but it was more than just being, like, going to, like, counselling. <laughs> it was not... It wasn't that at all. It was, like, helping me on a more spiritual level, which is what I'm into. So that's was it quite I-
0: nerve-wracking for you to, when I first mentioned Sally, did you think...
2: No, I, it was actually quite. It was a relief, really, because obviously talking to you was the normal person I talk to. You have your opinions, and we argue because <laughs> I don't always agree with what you say, and you don't always agree with what I say. And then it's because obviously we've, you know, we you're my mum, so I can just back chat to you, whereas. Sally listened to me on a different level, and it was actually really... I remember coming to you and I were just crying (laughs) the first couple of times because I just felt so lost and didn't really know what the right way was. And obviously at college there, or wherever, they're saying they don't really look at it... Like, with Law of Attraction, you can do whatever you want to do. If you want to become an astronaut, you can become an astronaut. So you've got that belief, whereas at college they kind of, I feel like, don't really... Um, lift you up whereas talking about law of attraction it kind of and you being into that helped me because I didn't feel stupid for saying I wanted to be an actor or whatever and that's what I found helpful from it. Yeah it's interesting isn't
0: it a lot of young people don't at school and things they just don't have access to getting help with their emotions or any the law of attraction type of thing which really helps them to think positively and raise their emotions and look at the good in maybe certain things that aren't happening so so good for them at the time is looking at the bigger picture of that it, they they don't like you must see in your your age group that people just don't get that kind of help easily do they no. at all
2: people don't really look at it like you were saying about how health can be on more of a deeper level people kind of just think oh i'm unhealthy that's that's what I've been given that's the life I have to live when actually learning about this type of stuff it's more than just that and looking at different elements of life you can as we know and I know you can cure yourself in many ways using your mind all that sort of stuff and
1: it's good to know that sort of stuff yeah what was lovely about having you come and see me was that you it seem to intuitively know that your mind, your body and your spirit mm. are all connected in somehow yeah. and we do tend to cut ourselves off at the throat thinking the mind is the main controller of yeah. our life and yet know the body and the spirit are connected and you were just looking at a way to understand how how they're all connected. Yeah, because
2: that's one of the things you'd say to me if I was feeling, I don't know, stressed or whatever, you'd say, where do you feel that emotion? And usually for me it was in my heart. I don't know if that's a normal thing, but I normally felt a lot of emotion in my heart, and I guess that's because, well, why is that? Why Do you know the reason
1: is that? Um, So the heart is our guidance system. Yeah. We think the head is a guidance system, but actually the heart is our guidance system. So the heart can really burst open in Mm. pure love, Mm -hmm. which is an indication that yes we're on the right path or it can feel tight and contracted because it's wanting more it knows (laughs) that there's
2: something more that's like me most of the time when i was coming to that was normally the problem so do people feel it in because i guess that's to do with
1: my body chakras isn't it yeah so can you feel it i guess you feel it in your stomach sometimes and yes you can feel for me and i'm only this is my theory. Mm-hmm. If I feel something in my gut, I think that's my instinct mm-hmm. kicking in. So that's on a very basic animal level. Yeah. That yes, something is right or no, something isn't right. When I feel it on my, in my heart, that's more of a spiritual level, like mm-hmm. my soul path. This is what I'm meant to mm-hmm. do. But you can feel all sorts of things all over your body. Yeah. Because when you start to understand, um, some people call it chakras, some people call it energy centers. Oh yeah. Um, That's just energy moving through our body, it's Mm -hmm. our life force moving through our body and it can get stuck in the body and cause different diseases and different ill health. And so that's why we've really got to feel into the body and why I said, where are you feeling it live? Yeah, yeah. And once you connect with that place that you're feeling with it, you can then bring the mind in to help you kind of sort out what's going on. Yeah,
2: because I think that's the bit that people definitely miss is say if they're doing something they don't necessarily feel is right, they just ignore it. Mm. And then I guess that's when illness can come and people can get very ill by that. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, not listening to your feelings and your emotions, you're like blocking yourself, aren't you? And
2: and like you say, that's where we get most of our inspired action and how to move forward. I think as well, I have a bit of a
0: bugbear with the the fact that people we're we're not encouraged to follow our own excitement. So when you said about feeling it in a spiritual way, in your not in your heart, you
1: said in your soul. Or oh, what did you say? You said you spe- That's your spirit. So, animal instinct. I tend to feel lower down in my stomach, my gut instinct. But yeah, the love and the sole purpose I feel in the heart. That's it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And when you get that, it's like an excitement. When you when you get that feeling, it's like it's exciting because it is your sole purpose. But we're not encouraged to follow our excitement. You're you're made to feel as if you should be working hard and Mm. you should be doing these things that are hard work and you're never going to get anywhere unless you work hard and things and then so we're encouraged to deny our own excitement which is your sole purpose and then illness can be created and all of those things and yeah and I think on the podcast we've we try and we've we've done a couple of podcasts about following your excitement haven't we and how we feel it's so important
1: yes yeah and really going into your body and feeling where that is in your body is a really super indication of whether you're on the right path or not yeah Um, mm -hmm. so
0: also you knew a lot about law of attraction so how did that come about for you because a lot of especially academic people because you must have been quite academic because you've done the training that you did you went down an academic path really law of attraction isn't some a lot of academic people sort of like it's like oh that's all fancy thoughts. So how did
1: you get into it? And because I love the science, how science is linked to spirituality. So for me, it feels like a nice combination of body and mind and soul. Because science is now proving what we feel spiritually. Um, And so I love the work of Dr Joe Dispenza and he has really opened up my whole world so that Mm. I can understand that link between science and spirit. Yes. Um, I think he's a good one for people that do need that science backing
2: because for me I'm not so bothered about that, I enjoy listening to that sort of stuff but for people that are very science based he is a really good example of that and it makes it more believable.
0: Yeah, because originally, do you remember you told me about Abram Hicks before when you were just getting into Joe Dispenser? Yeah. And I didn't know you were getting into Joe Dispenser, and I'd never heard of Abram Hicks, and you were saying, oh, you're going to be in for such a treat. And it <laughs> did. It changed my world. But it is a little bit out there because she is a channel. Chan- um, Esther Hicks is channeling Abram Hicks, um... Um, I don't know what you would call a a dimensional energy I suppose I'm not quite sure what it is Mm -hmm. exactly but then you told me you started looking at the work of Joe Dispenser and it just even though I absolutely love the Abram Hicks work I think the Joe Dispenser thing does give you that kind of link to science and so you think actually this can be so believable um, and, you- and I
2: think Abram Hicks is great for learning stuff, but Joe Spencer actually, for people that can heal themselves and stuff like that, I think that's so empowering for some people to think that they can actually gain so much through meditation and that's what he teaches.
1: Mm. It's
2: so good for people to know that because Abram Hicks is really good for, well I've found, really good for like the day-to-day sort of things, but he gets it on a more deeper level of health and that side of it. Yes,
0: getting you. He is the practicality of um, yes. it, isn't he? Actually doing the work yeah. and coming out of yourself and realizing that there's a whole field of energy of being able to create whatever you want in your life and that you have to get out of the normal processes of your normal routine to become something different you can't just wish it to you know just yeah. imagine it to drop in your lap it's um it's not as simple as that is it it's about being still
1: and then imagining the person you want to be
2: yeah
1: so his his work is is very much teaching you a skill and i think he's studied so many ancient practices and he's done all his shamanic work he, he knows this stuff inside out because he's had such a big overview and he's tried so many different things um, experienced so many different things himself so he has condensed all that information he's got into a skill set basically which is one yes getting quiet in meditation and then helping you c- to connect with that energy of the universe Mm. because we all are energy Mm. um connecting with that energy of the universe and then sending your intention your thoughts out into the universe and then using your um, emotion your feeling to pull the desires towards you and that's how his his stuff works Mm. and then he explains why all of that works as well and the science is there to show why it works and that's what I love. he has the brain wave caps
0: on people doesn't he so that he actually proves the work that he does completely changes people and people that have been depressed have got certain patterns in their brain and then when they've been doing work I mean you'll know a lot more than I do about but I remember looking at some of his work seeing these different brain scans and they completely changed in people that were doing
1: his process yes Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. just changing the, the frequency of the brain waves, which then has a physiological change on your body, and it reduces the stress response. So that changes the environment within your body, that then that environment helps to shift gene expression so genes that may cause ill health are shifted so that they can cause good health as well so that's how the healing can happen in so a very 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 basic yeah, very. <laughs> way of describing it. But is
0: that some of the work that you'll be doing with your clients as well. I know not the whole Joe Dispenza thing, but some of helping people.
1: Yeah. If you so want to know more about it, go directly to Joe Dispenza. Yeah. Um, my skill is introducing people to that type of work yeah. and also helping them to listen to their own inner voice, which actually is maybe part of the, the bit of the intention. Hmm. Part of his skill set. So when you listen to your own inner guru, you suddenly start to understand what is my intention for this manifestation. Is that what we were saying the other day when we were saying?
2: Because that was new to me actually. The medit so when you meditate, you meant to create an intention. Yes. And I think that was the part I was missing. So we wrote a, p- a paragraph. Well, it was like a two line type of thing about uh, what I wanted, and I think we did it about locate like house and where I want to live. And then when I go into the meditation, have that thought behind it. Yes, that's it. That's exactly it. Because I wasn't, I didn't, had never done that. Well, I obviously had ideas of what I wanted, but to be clear on it was a new step to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I heard something the other day that I loved, and I've sort of not stopped going on about it the the last week, haven't I? About that we don't realise that we are creators and... That it's like having a dollop of clay dolloped on the clay modeler's table and what we all tend to do, and what we've been taught to do by schools, uh, by education, and our parents, and that because no, not many people are into this, is just look at the dollop of clay that we've had as uh, put in front of you, and that's your life, and just walk around it, saying, "Oh, I didn't know it'd turn out like this." And <laughs> actually, we are the sculptures, and we're supposed to get our hands in the clay of our life and sculpt it and make it how we want it to be. Yes. And all these things are given us the tools to do that Mm -hmm. but it's so new that people are don't I don't think they I don't think I think it's hard for us to believe that we have that power and and you know i feel that as i've started to learn i'm thinking oh my god my life is my own sculpture and i need to get my hands in the clay and start to pre-pave get ahead of myself and that's that's it's like we're on default setting and we just you know slide into the next moment and then the next moment and i do it myself and Mm -hmm. to actually stand back and say right tomorrow i can actually create tomorrow and you know, by meditation and what you were saying about pulling things to you. And that's me sculpturing my life. And I, I'm, it's so hard for us to do that yeah. because we've not been taught that we are so powerful. Yes. Yeah. But for those that know it, when I tell people about this sort of work, some people say, oh, well, I don't get depressed or I don't feel I'm quite happy. I don't need this sort of thing. Because I'm just happy messing with my bike in a weekend or something and I think to myself you don't realize what you don't realize what you're missing out on you know it can it's it's yeah yeah. or
1: I sometimes think that if people are happy doing what they're doing at this moment in time then that's their soul path Mm. for this lifetime yeah and how nice to be content (laughs) and happy and satisfied but there's others of us that know we just want something Different, yeah. Maybe different. I think it's very much... I've always felt a bit of an oddball when I was younger <laughs> and because I didn't seem to fit in any boxes. And mm. we're now knowing that we shouldn't really be fitting in any boxes anyhow. But I didn't really feel that I fitted in with what society was expecting of me. Yeah. And so to realise that actually, yes, we are here to create mm. is really freeing. Mm. And some people will want to do that and will be conscious that we can create like that. And some people just and
0: that's so don't true. have
1: a need for it. Yeah, you know? and it's a
0: good point what you say, because there is no should. Yes. There isn't a should. It's like you said, if you're happy, I think for me, it's because I was so for so long and yes. I didn't know what I was searching for yeah and then when I started to find it I got so excited and I thought the rest of the world was also searching yeah. too <laughs> yeah. so it is, it is important to remember that that we're not you know for those who are comfortable it's not a should.
2: but I think there's also those people that are not comfortable but they want to look for something else that there's you know the people that are doing their job but they want more because yeah. there is I think there's a there's people that want bits of everything and i think Mm. this is a good way of saying that you can have it you can have the money in the holidays if you really want it you can and like we're hopefully going to give the tools to do that yes and there's loads of other ways of giving the tools out there this stuff does do do that so sally once you
0: started to look into joe dispenser's work how did it start to change your life because you've only been doing it for A couple of years. I think it is two two years exactly. Actually, yes. So what's happened once you got your hands in the clay? What's (laughs) been going on?
1: (laughs) Everything turned upside down. (laughs) Um, I started doing the work and seeing like the possibilities in life, and there were things in my life that weren't resonating with me, and I could feel that because I felt uncomfortable. I had anxiety. And um, after doing the Joe Dispenza work, it's helped me align with who I'm really wanting to be and what I want out of the life. So um, it did mean doing this work that I separated from my partner at the time in a lovely amicable way because this work teaches us, um, my priestess training teacher taught me skills in how to do that in a really loving Um, open way I sold my house I closed down my business and then I moved to Ibiza for (laughs) 11 months it was yes and that was a huge learning experience oh gosh yeah and you said to me which was
2: crazy
0: (laughs) I yeah I found it quite interesting as well that you said that it's funny that you're drawn to Ibiza because I didn't know until you told me that it's a bit of a spiritual kind of there's a high vibe there going on in a certain part Yes. Day. And it's interesting that the young people are so drawn
1: to it as well. Oh, yes, yes. So down in the south of the island there's very much, as you know, the clubs, the party vibe. Mm. You've experienced yes. that live and you've really, really, really enjoyed that. it. And <laughs> they say that that has quite a masculine um, energy. Did you go to Esvedra at all? I don't know. The beautiful rock out in the sea. I don't know I don't recognise it so maybe not OK so there's beautiful strong masculine energy at the south of the island and then at the north it has a very feminine energy and there's a very large spiritual community there and um, the island is nice and balanced um, when we talk about masculine and feminine a lot of the time now people are saying there's too much of a masculine energy and are really saying that that's a bad thing well energy can't be bad, energy is just energy but it needs to be balanced, the masculine mm. and the mm-hmm. feminine. Sorry I'm going off on a tangent here <laughs> yeah. but that island has that. Yes. I've heard yes. a bit about this
0: as well though, about the feminine energy needs to get balanced Yes. and that's, I don't know whether I'm right saying this but I heard something about um, that's why there's not the only reason probably why but something to do with lot of uh, same sex relationships. Oh yes. Because of the femininity balance or something i don't know anything about it but i don't know whether you do
1: um i heard exactly the same Mm. i um it it would from my understanding make sense that that is bringing in more of a feminine energy Mm. yes i don't know yeah i I don't know i think it's each of us has a balance of masculine and feminine within ourselves so i really just think that it's our responsibility to just find that balance and explore it yeah Mm. yes yeah but uh, yeah, so the whole
0: Ibiza experience then, you really enjoyed that. And um, so from then, from since probably COVID really, it changed things over there for you, didn't it? Was it?
1: Yes, it did. So retreats that I was holding, wasn't able to hold those. Um, The lockdown was really, really strict. So on a personal level, I had a bit of a wobble while I was there being just by myself for eight weeks. And so I've come back to the UK which mm-hmm. has a different energy. It's really grounding here, and that's what I need at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, yes, it's just waiting to see how it all unfolds. But yeah. I really want to... I really know that Abita is going to have... It's going to be in my future somehow. Yes. Do you reckon yes. you'll live back there full-time then? I don't know. Because I, I, I thought a wee while ago that, yes, say, mm-hmm. a few months ago, I was definitely going to live back out there, and now... Um, This is my learning at the moment, is to just be in the present moment and see how the universe guides me forward. Yeah. So let the path before me lead me, basically. Mm -hmm. Because my brain thinks I know it all, and I don't, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But I I I do like it there. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to find the balance of
2: knowing to trust your instinct and move forward and then know where to go as well. I struggle with that a lot. Yes. So
1: but you're learning all those skills i feel you are yeah i am learning the
2: skills but i just (laughs) i get so frustrated with knowing like i was speaking to you earlier about it saying i just feel i don't really know like where i go so i feel frustrated to me i want to move forward but then i constantly get this feeling of but where do i go and then it's like i just don't know what to do (laughs) i just constantly feel like i just i'm stuck really
1: Mm. and we literally just had a conversation a wee while ago about sitting in in the void yeah
2: and i think maybe that's what i need to do for a bit and obviously i've had opportunities which i haven't talked now yet and things come up that i could potentially move forward but it's just yeah i guess you just have to sit and wait and Mm -hmm. that's the thing i guess everyone's in the same boat right now
1: everybody is i think that's what a lot of people are learning that we can't control life as much and He's definitely taught us that we can't we've got no control yeah which is actually the feminine we were talking about masculine and feminine mm. it's the feminine way of of going with the flow um of what is presented to you in that moment and i used to think i had to take inspired action and then let it flow and mm. take ex- inspired action and then flow but i was just saying to you i'm flipping that on its head sitting here with as much patience as I can muster <laughs> um, and seeing what comes up for me yeah. and then flowing with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's quite hard because my brain wants to take over and make plans. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I guess you hear a lot of people say, oh, there's you
2: don't get anywhere without hard work or you need to put the work yes. in. And so it's hard to then sit there and think I'm not doing anything and I'm meant to be. And I constantly have that battle like you watch youtube video and they're like hard work no one gets anywhere and i'm like well okay but what do i do
0: yeah that's the thing really. there's a lot of mixed messages isn't there unintentionally really but there's all these things like let go but then you gotta you gotta get your hands in the clay what I was saying before yeah and and then you're um, in control you're not in control yeah make lists and then let go again and it's (laughs) it actually is quite hard on people I think and some people get very upset about law of attraction uh, when they first learn about it all because they feel that it does set people up to feel like it's their fault because Mm. because you know people tell them what you create in your life is your choice or you've created that then um, it is quite hard because it can make people beat themselves up a bit and think well it must all must be my fault so yes yeah it is quite tricky really because I find with I don't know whether you find this Sally but and live that with Law of Attraction, as much as you are trying to manifest something, it's also about being happy in the moment now, regardless of all the things you want, and then being happy to just breathe basically yes and like you're saying sit in the
1: void yeah how do you sit in the void like you know Mm. what how (laughs) tell (laughs) us a bit more (laughs) so me sitting in the void is rec it's all about awareness is recognizing when my mind wants to take me somewhere that isn't happening in the present and if it's a creative idea and just a spark of inspiration I'll I'll feel that in my body is a yes or a heart opening but if I go to the place where I'm constantly thinking about it then I know that oh I'm not in the void I'm in this mental space of wanting and so I try and pull myself back to literally just thinking where am I now at the moment oh I'm here with you two (laughs) (laughs) you know kind of stepping back in my head and and opening my eyes to what's happening around me and that kind of will always just bring me back to the present moment Mm. if I'm in my head come back to the present moment and Mm. so that's my practice now yeah
0: yeah so it's got links to the power of now it's all about I now guess. yes yeah yeah i never i i feel like sometimes i do get a do you ever find this when you're learning all this stuff that sometimes you you get an awakening with something like you suddenly think oh i understand it now yes the power is in now because however i think and feel right now is gonna create going forward yes. but then when i like for a second then when I said it then, you think, hang oh on, I've forgotten it. It just goes out of your head again. It's like one minute it's there and you really feel you understand it and the next thing
1: you feel like you've lost it again. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think that's just how we're learning at the mm. moment. And remembering each time that you do get it, that's a neural pathway that's been strengthened. Mm. And yeah. just keep reading the stuff so that it comes in in a different form and you you get to understand it even more yeah. yeah
0: but being able to learn to sit in the moment with what you said is gonna be so it's so empowering to look at to feel the emotions because most of the time we feel things and then if we're not comfortable with how we're feeling we, try, we go and try and do something instantly
1: that's exactly what I wanted to say as well. Yes, we run away from it. If it Sometimes for me, being in the present moment can feel really uncomfortable because, mm. for instance, I have that feeling of frustration that I'm not getting anywhere. So I will sit there and I'll feel where it is in my body. And as you become aware and feel it, it's almost like it can dissipate. Mm. So that's really? part of my practice as well. Just yes. being
0: aware of it and breathing into it. Yes
1: yeah mm. try that.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah so sally um if you could go back and tell and speak to your younger self what would you say someone of Liv's age say or a bit maybe even a bit younger say 17 18 of your young when you were that age what would you wish you could tell yourself now
1: i wish i could tell myself to really trust my inner knowing so really trust that place of inner wisdom, which actually maybe only experience allows us to do that but it's one of the skills that I'm trying that I'm hoping to teach my clients is that inside of us we do have our own soul voice mm. and it knows exactly what our soul purpose is and we have to understand how we can hear that voice and then how we can trust it and then how we can go and live it in the world um so it would be first of all to get quiet and to listen to what I knew to be true for myself Mm. which sounds easy but it's it's not Mm. always as easy but we do have a knowing yeah do you have a knowing feeling so is it like for me the knowing I want to help
2: people I guess I don't know yes. like what sort of knowing is it is it because I guess knowing all this stuff that I know now I've learned about myself that I want to teach people I want to help people create lives that they want and that's kind of what I've gathered yeah. is that the type of thing you mean? Or? It
1: is yeah and so let's talk about this so you know that is it a mental knowing or do you feel it in your body or I your guess heart? I feel it yeah yeah
2: and I think during the podcast it's brought that out of me because I've been able to really put it into practice but I don't know how I would have known that before I guess having mum always kind of teach me about this sort of stuff before I was even really knowing I was learning about it for a yeah. reason
1: mm-hmm.
2: that did guide me but for people that are doing their like I don't know a job that they don't want to like no not that they don't want to do but they're doing something that doesn't connect
1: to this type of stuff Mm -hmm. what sort of thing do they do do you know know what I mean like yeah I think you just have to follow your nose so follow the things that bring excitement which Mm. you talk a lot about anyhow Mm. and then I think it will just unfold which is the trusting of it yeah so and then once you trust it you actually have to live it which is sometimes yeah. a leap of faith in well it's always a leap of faith into the unknown which takes courage yeah and just developing courage and resilience yeah yeah. so could it be
2: obviously we're very connected to helping people through this anyway but yeah. for someone say that was a vet or yeah. like a, um, something to do with animals their their thing could be helping animals mm-hmm. but then if they were like I don't know an accountant what would do you know what I'm trying to say like i don't i'm i'm trying to understand how it would help how you would learn your
1: understand what way you're i think you begin because you know that you weren't happy doing what you were doing right okay so yes if you're unhappy with things yeah then that's an indication that it's time for change Right. okay how that change happens you know everybody does it. but yeah i guess that's true actually when you're unhappy you do know what you
2: would do more it's like you would want to do more. It's like if you wanted to be, I don't know, if you were an accountant but you knew that your passion was dancing, I guess you'd kind of know that, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah. And I think you said this in a podcast before, though, haven't you? You could either bring that passion in just as a hobby... Yeah. Or you may think, no, I I really, really want to do yeah, this as you know, my vocation. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I guess it's true. You have to follow your excitement first and yeah. that will lead you to what you want to do. And in my priestessing... Um, there's a a lot, um, and this is going to be an online course of mine as well, and helping people understand what is the voice of the soul, mm-hmm. and then what is the voice of the ego or the saboteur, because we can sabotage ourselves because the should comes in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should be doing this because this is what my friends are doing. I should be doing this because... Um, It's what my parents wanted me to do or society as a whole. Yeah. Um, And yeah, trying to tease that out for what is right for you and what is actually something that's been imposed on us Mm -hmm. is a really important thing to do. Yeah. Then I'd also um, reinforce the idea that it is all unfolding for me it it just is yeah it not just f- do you, you mean
2: not f- it's unfolding for me
1: not to me is that what the thing you yeah
2: um is it unfolding for me or to me no it's it is for me isn't it the quote the quote i'm referring to is it's happening life's happening for me not to me yes
1: so i guess it's yes in alignment with that yes, yes. Because it is a benevolent universe out there and it is it is the energy of love. We just put a good or bad on things. Yeah.
2: I think that's what people think that like what we've kind of seen about the illness, oh this illness has happened to me, but in a way, I guess for you and other people that get these type of illnesses or whatever, that's been a way that you've been able to learn about yourself in other ways, so Absolutely. It's been a
1: good thing in lots of ways. Yes. So and that is how um, mental attitude um, can shift our life. Yeah, it's how what perspective we have on illness or Whatever so-called I mean. bad things happen. Yeah, or it's like even good things. Examples yeah. that
2: we always say is like if you lose a job and you're unhappy in the job, but not, you might not even be unhappy. You might not realize you're unhappy, but it could be a blessing in disguise because then you go on to do something that's completely different. Mm-hmm. Or yes. like us, Corona. We made a podcast because of Corona. That would never yes. happen. So.
1: I yeah. came back to the UK exactly. because of that. And you know, who knows what's going right to I know. <laughs> yes. It's interesting what
0: you're saying because when we did the one, when we look back at my life, I didn't know anything about any of this kind of work. And when I started talking about it, I realized a lot had happened for me yes. anyway, even though I was just coasting and... Um, you know I went to work with horses and I ended up working um as a stewardess which is what I wanted to do I, I was quite excited by that and I realized I didn't know anything about this work and and if I had have done and I had have been a lot more using the power of the now being and being willing to sit in the void and listening to myself I would have had a much better experience even though it was good anyway but I was so unaware of myself and how I felt and and um but you know I'm not after perfection and I don't regret not having the perfection but I was just unaware of a lot of things when I was doing my job I didn't talk to some people because I was just not making the most of the moment I was just getting through life yeah. and if I'd have done this been doing this sort of work I would have talked to people more and there's so much so much that can happen in the moment that I missed because I was just unaware really
1: yeah just heads down get the job done yeah yeah. and there's so much experience for us to have out there Mm. and so much connection as well like real heart connection now I bet you ask people different questions when you meet a stranger than you would 10, 15 years ago (laughs) yes and that's such a beautiful thing
0: and I'm finding that so much more good things is happening just because i expect them to yes that it is that field of um i came up with the word again before the field of opportunity is it or the field of there's so much out there that when you raise your um, when when you sort of feel better about things and you're more willing to talk other things just happen and life actually is quite fast moving in some ways would you say that the more you it, like, it, yes, and you think sometimes you're like, whoa! So everything's happening so quickly, and it's amazing. And I, yeah, whereas before when I was uncon, I felt I was unconsciously living when yes. I was younger. Mm-hmm. I was unconscious, but still life was happening for me, and in many good ways. But if I'd have been conscious, it could have been so even better than yeah. it was. So.
1: Yeah. And I think all of us, every single human being, is here awakening. Mm. Um, it's it's whether we're conscious or not. And I don't think, I don't think it could have been any different for any of us. No. Even though there's infinite possibilities, and in a parallel universe, yes, it will be different. For me, now in this moment, it just worked out perfectly as it was. And mm. I'd say the same. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Which is a beautiful place to be. Yeah. Really beautiful place to be. Yeah.
0: Mm. I don't regret any of the troubles I've had, and I'm sure, no. even though you, Olivia, get a bit, you know, stuck and things and feel feel stuck, I think when you, when you move forward, you'll look back and you'll think, oh, I can see the beauty in that. I can yeah, see I've, where it got where it's got me.
2: I think I've definitely learned from a lot of the things I've experienced, and even the fact that my career has taken a lot longer than I would have hoped it to. I think I've learned through that. A lot about stuff that I'm probably gonna need. Well, I think I already am using now that I would never have learned or gone into the spiritual world or whatever because I just would have had it then. And I think the pa- me having to be patient has caused me to look into this and h- probably what I'm gonna do in the future mm. is to do with this. And that's what I think we mean about it working for us is Absolutely. that I couldn't have controlled that. I couldn't actually wish really had it a better way because I don- wouldn't have done that on my own ever really. <laughs> but no.
1: Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. yeah, and I wouldn't have done all of these things no. by myself. So. I definitely wouldn't, know. Thank yeah. you, universe. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes we need the darker days to funnel us into the light because if we were having light around us all the time, we wouldn't mm. go down the direction we need to. So even when you have dark days or bad things happen, that's actually... Um, guiding you and you probably don't feel that, you, you'd think yeah. oh, p- life is being bad to me but actually life is taking you forward Yeah, so it's showing you the way
1: yeah, yeah. and I have a, a friend who's written a book that I'm translating from Spanish into English and he's, well in, m- in my opinion his theories are really quite spiritually advanced that there is definitely no good, no bad, it's just we are in the present moment and almost just being aware of what happens yeah. but not putting any mental um, story to it at all Yeah, and um, I'm not there by any means <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I love a little story <laughs> but hopefully now I take myself out of those stories much much quicker yeah um, yeah yeah and if you know if we if we can start to look at life it's not good not bad it's just as it is what can I learn from this today how can I bring joy from this situation whatever it be Mm -hmm. then we're feeling happier in ourselves which then is our vibration which then creates our next day and the day after that and the day after that yeah
2: Yeah. so for me I always like to have a bit of a daily routine for as you well know mum and I've got my little steps don't always stick to them Mm -hmm. but I like to know that that's my way of moving forward do you have things that you do every day that you
1: would or well, ne- not necessarily every day but regularly to keep you yes and this um really solidified while i was in lockdown in spain because mm-hmm. i had a period where my where the anxiety really um Got quite intense, so I had to have routine to to, <laughs> to give me some structure yeah. and to help me feel safe in my body. I think, and I've still continued that now. So um, when I wake up, I kind of drift in and out of that lovely brain state, mm-hmm. theta waves, and I just see if any creative ideas come up into my head, and then I have a glass of water that's sitting next to the side of my bed. And then I do, for two minutes, I do what's called a power pose. Have you heard of that? Yeah, is that the thing that you said to me about the thing and you sent me that TED Talk? Yeah. Yes, the TED Talk by Dr. Amy Cuddy. Probably. Yes, yeah. And so that sets me up for the day, Mm -hmm. which um, is literally standing in a pose of power. Mm -hmm. So an internal, not external, an internal pose of power where my... Um, spine is aligned shoulders relaxed and that naturally reduces my cortisol levels because I was waking up in Spain with high cortisol levels so I I had heart racing feeling anxious right at the start of the day but actually I found what that does is it almost now I'm not suffering from the anxiety but it puts me in a real place of empowerment Mm -hmm. and this is not power over other people this is self empowerment mm. so I feel that I'm really standing in my own truth in my own sovereignty and um, it, it really helps to start my day off in the right way yeah and then I do my meditation usually a Dr. Joe dispens a meditation um, how long for that can be anything from a short uh, 20 minute one to like an hour and nine minutes mm-hmm. And uh, then I do some journaling because usually get some nice insight at that point. Yeah. And then later on in the day, nature will come in at some stage. That's very important to me. Mhm. Um. Yeah. So I start my days quite early sometimes. Oh, really? What time are you? Um. I've been waking up about five o'clock recently. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Is that? by choice or naturally just waking up. No, that's just a nice natural okay. waking up. Yes. And maybe that's just kind of habit because when I was in Ibiza, there was an hours difference. Oh, yeah. So it could just be, you know, tied over from that. I'm not too sure, but yeah. it seems to work well. So whatever works for you, yeah. Go with that.
2: And when you say you were sleeping that sort of was it th- theta brain wave? Yeah. yeah, do you do that? How do
1: you actually consciously do that because i'm very deep sleeper like i would just go to sleep how do you so when you wake up anyhow your brain will naturally be in that place right okay so it's it's becoming aware that you've woken Mm -hmm. and just being curious about what thoughts are coming in your head at that Uh, point yes right Because you're so relaxed, unless you have something like anxiety going on, which Mm -hmm. I used to have, you'll be so relaxed at that point and it's a really lovely place Mm. for just seeing what comes into your your awareness. So it's about being more
2: conscious really of what's going on.
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: So, if any of our listeners would like to get some help from Sally, I know that myself and Olivia would very much highly recommend her. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Thank definitely. You. Yeah, had a big impact on both of our lives. Yeah. Um, you can find Sally at www.sallycowman.com. And, yeah, you're practising back in England, aren't you now? So is that people come to see you or do you do Zoom as well? Uh,
1: Doing Zoom and going to people's houses at the moment because I don't have my office set up yet. Okay. Yeah. And then my online course will be hopefully available in September. Mm -hmm. That'll be on my website. And... Yeah, hoping to do some workshops and things, but yeah. that that'll be advertised on Instagram. So, and that,
2: what is your Instagram? At Sally
1: Cowman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is that men and women? Yes, definitely. And yep. all all ages too. All ages. Yep, yeah, the mix is lovely. That's what brings real yeah. interesting outcomes. Yes. yes and also
0: you have sally has a wealth of experience not just it's because you also have the had um it's the hormone women's hormones you have a lot of experience about all that sort of stuff don't you
1: yes yeah because i had endometriosis so i know a lot about that and how the body will speak yeah for us and
0: so, I mean, because I know a lot of women do struggle with that, especially menopause, or even younger women as well. Yeah, I know, and I mean,
1: people struggle with issues. Like yeah.
0: That. So, and because I know you're not really practicing the uh, solely on the nutrition, but it, everything links, doesn't it? So.
1: Mind, body and spirit all yeah. linked in, yes. Yeah, so yeah. you're
0: perfect for that, the whole mind-body-soul thing really. So it's uh yeah, so if anybody is interested then you know how to get a hold of Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so um I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, it's been a good. Experience. And um I'm sure we'll have Sally back on again because yeah, we have so many other things we can talk about infinite possibilities
2: (laughs) this has been a good interview to break us in because we were a bit nervous (laughs) (laughs) beforehand we're going to get the bug now
1: (laughs) I love your interviewing skills
0: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so thank you very much for coming and being our first person to interview and we hope all our listeners have really enjoyed the
2: show and if you've got any questions yeah if you've got any questions message on Instagram because we'll be able to answer on there and that's it yeah so keep creating amazing
0: chapters in your life (laughs) and we hope you will listen next week see ya
1: goodbye Bye bye bye